What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dissect That Film podcast, where once a week we talk about our favorite movies, movies from a movie franchise, and that's about it. Or, oh, actually, or we talk about a topic. Smooth intro. Today, we are talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas. Angela's pick for December. And joining me, as always, is the wonderful DNA Gaming, consisting of Dan and Angela. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Sorry, I ate a cookie before we started. <laughs> Angela is stuck up on you. Angela is all out for this movie because this is her number one. All right, she's got her zero hat on. She's got her oogie boogie uh, onesie. She's got some tats. And all of my stuff. And yeah, she is a, a a nightmare before Christmas super fan, as we should say. And as for me, uh, somebody who uh, has this movie in their top 10, uh, I have nothing other than the Blu-ray. So, yay, yay me. <laughs> got that. Dan's got his work shirt on, so that's one thing. That's that, that He's got to come in in his <laughs> podcast attire here and try not to, and he's, he's, try, and he's trying not to die as well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Professionalism all the time. So, to, yeah, today we're talking about the nightmare i always consider it a nightmare but it's the nightmare before christmas or tim burton's the nightmare before christmas but i'm not going to do that because i don't want to give as i don't want to give as much credit to him as as he thinks he deserves (laughs) for this film (laughs) this film was directed by henry Selleck, who also directed james and the giant peach Coraline. And he's directing a film coming out next year. I can't remember the name of it. Angela, if you could help me out with that. I don't remember. Is it the one that's in the same vein as all these other ones? It's it's a it's a stop motion film. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, yeah. Wendell and Wild. Yes. That's the one, yeah. Very, very excited for that. Yeah. Oh, and he directed Monkey Bone. Remember Monkey Bone? That, that was, was that Brendan Fraser? Was in that? Yeah, it was. So it, I, that was that one was weird. That was a weird one. <laughs> that had stop motion in it, though. The monkey yeah. monkey bone was was the stop motion. He uh, th- uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas was his first um, time directing a theatrical release. He before that he had done music videos and shorts. Um, but this is a man who um, has been put to the wayside when it comes to this film because of the fact that it is called Tim Burton's. The Nightmare Before Christmas. A lot of people mm-hmm. throughout the years, and even me for a short period of time, thought Tim Burton was the guy who directed the movie. But he didn't. And to be honest, if you have watched documentaries on this film, if you've read anything about this film, Tim Burton had much to do, to, uh, had literally barely anything to do with this movie, other than the fact that he wrote the original poem, he had the original ideas for a lot of the characters, and he wrote part of the script. Yep. Other than that, well, that's, he didn't do much. Being fair, that's actually a large contributing factor because I have actually, we've actually listened to the poem. I don't know if you have, but it's majority of the story as a whole. Right. But it's one of those things where he, I mean, at least this is just according to, you know, Henry Selick and a lot of the people who worked on the, who actually were hands on with the film. He didn't really come to the production much he was and and when he was there he was very bossy he was very controlling of the whole situation even though he was there uh according to henry Selleck, at least from what i've read uh it it was only 
like eight to ten days of production yeah, total. Which which makes which makes sense. You're something. He should have just been called a nightmare before Christmas and just excluded his name from it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Well, because he wrote the original poem, and he, I mean, to be honest, he was kind of the one who got it off the ground. So he, uh, Tim Burton, yeah. was a um, he was an artist at Disney. Uh, and he he wasn't just he wasn't the Disney breed, as you should say, when it comes to, yeah. you know, the ideas he had in the type of animation that he uh, was trying to put out there. And he was I don't know if he did. Did he quit or was he let go from Disney? I can't remember. I want to say he was fired, but I also don't know because he went back to Disney and said that you have some of my work. You know, you have some of my work because he had created. Wanted, yeah, because he had I created. Right, because he had created the poem, and he mm-hmm. had created a lot of the um, animation. Well, not animations, but the, uh, uh, the drawings artwork. of the artwork of um, like Jack Skellington and Sally and stuff while he was working for Disney. So when he was fired from Disney, uh, they owned that. That was there. Yeah. That was theirs. So when, you know, he had been trying to get it off the ground for a few years and he couldn't get the rights to it because Disney had it. And you know how easy it is to get stuff from Disney. They got well, <laughs> also, I had heard that because when he was first made the story, it was like what the mid early 80s, something yes. like that. When he like yep. he originally could concept it. Mm-hmm. But it was like he wasn't really anybody. But when he came back to Disney, that's after he had done batman beetlejuice all that mm-hmm. shit so if he was a, he was a name now yeah like they could make money off of him so it was stated that he decided that he couldn't direct it because he was doing batman returns which was in 92 the production for this movie started in 91 uh and then of course the movie didn't come out till 93 because if you ever watch the behind the scenes of the making of this film and most stop motion um it's a. It takes a very long time, <laughs> very it's very long three time. Three years. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So a lot of there's always been controversy about Tim Burton and his involvement with this film. But it, you got to give credit to where credits due. Henry Selick is the man behind this film. He yes. put a lot of his. You know, he he busted his ass to get this film made. Um, and unfortunately because of the fact that tim burton's name is plastered on the title he has fallen to the wayside but he went on to do amazing work james and the giant peach is a fantastic movie at least to me i I feel it's a a brilliant stop motion uh uh, Coraline, that one's a good one uh and then i'm very excited for this wendell and wild uh which i believe is going to be on netflix next year which is in the same vein it's in that same you know, animation, which is awesome. This film, when it was released, wasn't released under the Disney banner. It was released under their parent company, uh, Touchstone Pictures, which was pretty much Disney-owned, but it was for more mature, their more mature films. Remember, Touchstone Pictures also released, prior to this, Pretty Woman. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So Disney had a movie about a prostitute. Just throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, Disney Disney had quite a few um, uh, questionable films, you know. Yeah. But then uh, they, Touchstone went away, and when it was re-released in, the, uh, in 3D, that was the first time the Disney logo was attached to this film. So now it yeah. is in the Disney 
you know, echelon. This movie budgeted at $24 million, uh, which is, it's a pretty high number for an animated film, but for what the amount of work they had to put into it, it makes kind of makes sense. Uh, it, but it, uh, box office was at $91.5 million, which in 1993 for a movie as revolutionary as it was, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Because I had heard when I when I had heard it wasn't overly popular its initial releases. It wasn't until re-releases where it actually yeah. became popular. Because it was aimed for children and parents didn't think it was a chil- a, ch- a children movie. Like it wasn't yeah. like it was like oh this is actually scary. Like why why would my kids want to see this? Uh, yeah, fair. So and I did. Yeah, and this movie <laughs> was released October 29th, ninety three. So only two days away from uh, Halloween. It's pretty pretty yeah. crazy. This, this is a movie that is definitely put um, it's one of those movies which is great because you can it's not just a you know people can put it as a Halloween movie or you can put it as a Christmas movie and of course it's December so we're, we're considering this a Christmas movie this month but I love but it's also a film you could literally watch any time of the year it's just so good yes. some amazing voice actors in this uh, Chris Sarandon who we've talked about before he was in Child's Play and Fright Night he does the talking voice of jack skellington uh catherine o'hara another brilliant one uh from we talked about her she was in beetlejuice she was in home alone one and two she was in schitt's creek and many other things uh she plays sally we have william hickey he was the um evil scientist um i don't don't you dare don't you dare you going by imdb aren't you no that no, well, he's the evil scientist, Doctor Finkelstein, or Fink- was it Finkelstein? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, in the credits, fact, I just in the credits, I hate it though. He is considered the evil scientist. I know, but he is his know. name ever mentioned in the film? I think Ali says it. Okay, because that's Jack. Jack says it. I thought he just calls Later. him Doctor. Maybe does. The whole thing. I do know that. I do remember somebody says right. it. Because I th- believe that is why his name is not mentioned in the credits is because his name because the name his name is never mentioned. It's the same. It, it's it's weird because it's kind of it kind of reminds me of Halloween. Michael Myers, his name is mentioned in Halloween, but in the credits, he is considered he's not considered Michael Myers. He's considered the shape. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's I weird. I hate that, too. Yeah. So. Also, uh, Glenn Shaddix is the voice of the mayor. Uh, Glenn Shaddix was also in Beetlejuice. Um, and Paul Rubens, do you know Paul Rubens was one of the voices of, uh, I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember. I, I know it's Lock, Stock, and Barrel, but I can't remember which one is which. No, it's Lock, Shock, and oh, Barrel. Oh, Lock, Shock, and, does, and Barrel. He does Lock. Okay. So, uh, Catherine O'Hara also does Shock. Yeah. Well, it was weird because I, I remember I was watching it today and I heard her voice and I was like, is that the woman who voices Lisa Simpson? Because it sounds very much like Lisa Simpson. But then I looked it up and it is Catherine O'Hara. Since you're on, I was like, Danny Elfman oh. does Barrel. Oh, yeah. Danny Elfman does Barrel, too. Yes. And, he and is the this, clown. 
Yeah. And he is the singing and he is the singing voice of Jack Skellington. Yeah. The reason they cast uh, Chris Sarandon to be the talking voice of Jack was because his his talking voice sounded very similar to um, Danny Elfman's singing voice. So that people wouldn't be like, well, that doesn't sound like the same thing. So bravo. Good, good, <laughs> good job. And Frank Welker is the voice of Zero. Do you know who Frank Welker is? Yes. yes. Literally the voice of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> He's been the voice of a lot of Transformers. Yeah, Megatron. Megatron. What? We watched something on but Frank Welker. On everything he's been. Mm-hmm. It was like 200 it, it, something. If you've heard any kind of like animal noise from like the 90s all the way back to the 60s, yeah. probably Frank Welker. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the only thing Frank I could groups. And then we had Ken Page as uh, Oogie Boogie, which I've actually never heard of him. I was looking up his IMDb. I didn't know who he was. He's in Cats. Is that, am I supposed to? Cats is awful. I I want the butthole cut. (laughs) Cats? I used to watch Cats on PBS all the time. You want to know what ruined it? it? You want to know what ruined Cats? The newest Cats that came out. That abomination. No, don't watch that. I don't want to watch Cats don't, ever. Don't, I don't want to watch any no, Cats because of that, that shit film. Oh, he was... They ruined it. Blame the people who created that stupid Cats. <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Greg Proops was in it, too. Who the fuck the is... The guy from... Whose line is it anyways? Greg Proops, Oh, Greg... Greg oh, Greg... Greg Probes? Proops. Or Probes. However Probes. you say it. Probes. As he was in Who's Line. I don't know. Yes. Whatever. I was like, what? He's in this? Hey, he's the voice of one of the three, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Or no, no, no. No, He's he's just a voice of one of the side characters in in Halloween Town. He's the devil and the sax player and the Harlequin demon. Yeah. Uh, We got some awesome, like, uh, throwbacks to other um, franchises and stories. We have... Uh, I know that Mr. Hyde's in this. We have the little kid who looks like Pugsley Adams from the Adams family. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his like eyes shown, uh, sewn shut. He's got, oh, maybe he doesn't have a name. I thought he had a name. The scarecrow that Jack is before he becomes Jack Skellington during the, uh, this is Halloween song is, um, Shows up in Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow in the beginning. It's okay. in the it's in the cornfield. The beginning chase scene. There's a the he the guy they're riding by the cornfield and they see a um uh the guy looks out and he sees a scarecrow. It's the exact same design as oh. Jack before he when he sets himself on fire and then jumps into the fountain. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to try to remember that whenever we cover that movie. Yes. Oh, can't wait. What a great. I, I like how Dan's actually excited to talk about another Tim Burton movie. It's like it's like he this likes. Is, apparently, this isn't a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, we did talk about Beetlejuice, though, so it is would can still can be considered an another Tim yeah. Burton movie. So I wasn't wrong. Uh, but this one I'm excited because I actually really like Sleepy Hollow. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. And Patrick Stewart did the the opening. He was originally did the original opening. Who was the original? When I watched it on Disney Plus today. The narrator in the beginning of this film is not Patrick Stewart. Yeah, it, but he did the original on the, on the soundtrack. Apparently, yes, oh, I have. Did. I have heard the Patrick Stewart version of the intro and the outro, mm-hmm. but I've never. But 
what? Why? I thought that was a, I didn't know that was the original. I thought that was the, like when they remastered it, they added him in. Why did they take it out? Damn you, Disney Plus. I know. I like uh, I like how Zero's nose is just a glowing jack little jack o' lantern. Right. Do you have any idea how many people, and I'm gonna bring it on TikTok, were like, oh, "I didn't know it was a jack o' lantern. I thought it was a red ball." And I'm like, "Are you serious?" I love how you are about this. this is fantastic. <laughs> like, how do you not? Oh, they show a close up of it. <laughs> So angry! Know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, do you got? Do you have any more facts that you want to share? I, I do. All right. So, hello. We got a we got a wild yeah. animal just <laughs> climbing all over the place. You're not supposed to be up there, are you? It's scamp. Don't mind her. She felt the need to be included today. I know. She's excited. Um, there were 230 sets built. For this, wow, that's that crazy. Ex- that spanned over nineteen sound stages for figures. Uh, for figures this big, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, there were over a hundred prop or oh, wait, hundred camera operators, puppeteers, set builders, and prop makers to to change out the heads and to, uh, to operate all the puppets. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. I got what you're saying. <laughs> Um, let's see. All the sets were made to fit together like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. So the, um, the animators didn't have to reach more than two feet. And when they did have to reach over two feet, there were trap doors to where they could just pop their heads in and move the stuff and then go away. Oh, it just seemed, I was like, this is really cool. It just seems so exhausting. Uh, there were eight camera crews, 20 to 30 different lights on some sets. Wow. All the, all the sets were lit pre, uh, so they made a mock-up of each each area. Da- they scaled it down and lit it before they made the larger full-size set. So they had to do pretty much do everything twice before they did the movie. I was like, that's right. Wow. Uh, let's see. So each, each second of the film had the characters move 24 times per second. So each minute of film took a week to finish. Wow. Well, I mean, you got to think cause, cause for those of you that don't know, uh, and they, well, they explained it in the thing, how, how stop motion works. Well, cause you, not even just that. I was going to say most film projectors run at 24 frames a second. Yeah. Most projectors or movies are shot at 24 frames a second. Um, you ever watch like um, soap operas on TV and everything looks weird and really fluid and stuff? It's because those are shot at like sixty frames a second. They're all weird. Movies are generally always shot at a slightly slower. You mean, speed. You mean they're shot? They, they look awful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It was. It was always so weird though. Like everything they, the way they moved. I'm like that. Just it's odd looking. Um, all of Jack's faces were different heads, mm-hmm. so he had like hundreds of different heads. Yep. And then all of Sally's faces were masks because they couldn't move her hair. So they just popped a mask on her face. Just popped it off. <laughs> it was weird seeing it was weird seeing her head without a face on it. <laughs> well, it kind of reminds like of the alien. 
No, it's it's reminiscent to the clown with the tearaway face. But she still had eyeballs. Oh, that's all. That's that's like oh. So it was like it was like that alien from uh, Independence Day. Yeah, it's like uh, the the terrible glitch from Assassin's Creed Unity when it came out. They had the really bad glitches where its face was gone, but it was just eyes and a mouth. Yeah, yeah, like. Oh um, man! So all the puppets were ball, ball, either ball and joint or hinge armature, and they were all hand machined for each individual character. So they had to make three to four duplicates of each character. So they had to close close to two hundred different characters. I'm tired just thinking about all of this. This is oh, exhausting. Yeah. I know. This is exhausting. Well, I watched- I watched like the behind it was like a behind the scenes the making of and like just seeing they were panning behind um Tim Burton was in I think it was Tim Burton was in the room um I guess approving of each one and like you could see really tall the witches like the really tall yeah. witch there was like yeah. two of her and the short witch there was two of her and it was it was weird seeing like four Sallies just standing there. Like one had a face, one had no head. You know, it was it was really cool. It's for that decapitation scene that they never filmed. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Watching the making of Oogie Boogie, like they had to put um they filled him with foam. It it was cool. It was. It was just really cool. So I know that they did an episode of movies that made us on Netflix about this, um, which uh, was where I got a lot of the information about the whole conflict between Henry Selleck and Tim Burton over pretty much how, like we said before, like Henry Selleck kind of was, he, he was the director and really a huge creative mind behind the film, but yet no one knows, <laughs> like no one remembers, yeah, right. no one thinks about it unless you worked on the film or are a diehard fan of this film. Well, even in the the making of that I was watching, like you see Henry Selleck is just, he keeps going on how we did this and how Mm -hmm. we did this. And then you, you see Tim Burton maybe five times, five, six times. And then it's just Henry Selleck. Yeah. It's uh, it's disappointing. Because he deserves a lot of credit for this, for how this movie mm-hmm. made out. Yeah, like Dan was saying, this movie was not a success right, right out the rip because of the fact that it was made uh, to, um, it was made for children, but yet a lot of uh, parents were against showing their children this movie because it does have some, you know, frightening parts. Do I show my children? Absolutely, because it's not scary. It's not meant to be. Um, yeah. It's it's a very cool concept of how there are different towns for all these different holidays. And, you know, what if one of the, the heads of the, one of these towns got bored and wanted to hang out or wanted to incorporate another into their town? You know, that's, it's a, it's a very cool concept and I'll give credit to Tim Burton for, you know, coming up with the idea of the story itself. Um, But that's about it. (laughs) I, you know, and I'm not saying like, you know, I've heard I've heard different things about Tim Burton and I won't go into detail about them, you know, about how, you know, I've heard people say that he's not a very nice person or, you know, he he's a pain in the ass, whatever. I don't care. I just don't like the fact that 
this is this has his name attached to it like it does because I feel yeah. it discredits a lot of the people who bu- who really put a lot of work into this film. And clearly, it took a lot of work to make this film. This movie is yeah. only an hour and 16 minutes. But it took three years to make. Like, yeah. that yeah. just shows how much work went into it. And, yeah, it's, it's kind of the same thing of, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example. You know, it's like if Ridley Scott, when he made Alien, you know, he created that story. What if he put Ridley Scott's Alien? Like, it just, it takes yeah, away from the whole, the everybody else who's made the film. What if, you know, James Cameron fucking, you know, not that the Titanic is his idea, but Jesus. Or yeah, James, James Cameron's, is it called James Cameron's Avatar? No, I think it's just called Avatar. But what if he put that, even though we all know it's James Cameron's Avatar? Yeah. Christ's sake. <laughs> Yeah. Well, John Carpenter was known to do that. Oh, I mean, yeah. We got, he we worked just... on the movies, though, but he worked on Yeah, he movies. was the director. He created that story. That was his yeah. baby. As much yeah. as Tim Burton wrote that original poem and wrote that idea, he really had nothing to do with this movie. Yep. Other than helping it get, you know, the funding it needed to get made because he had some people on the inside of Disney. And he, he was like an executive producer at best. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot. The a uh, really cool one. Danny Elfman had all the music written for this movie before. It was like three or four the days. Scene, the scenes were even made. Yeah. Like he would have Tim Burton tell him what's going on, and he would write the song. Yeah. Uh, I guess there was a lot of um, creative differences between Tim Burton and Danny Elfman on this film. So when uh, Tim Burton was to go, uh, he was going into Ed Wood, which is a weird film. Uh, with Johnny Depp, uh, he decided to go with a different composer because of all the trouble that he got from Danny Elfman during the making of this. Mm. Danny Elfman literally would come back, though, and do all the scores for the rest of his films. I think he was doing, because he was the composer for the two Batmans, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, pretty much anything you can think of when it comes to Tim Burton, Danny Elfman was the composer. <laughs> I guess, except for Ed Wood. <laughs> yeah, there was that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, he's in this movie. Who is? Pee-wee Herman. Yeah, Paul Rubens. He was actually in <laughs> Batman Returns, too. Which was uh, Tim, uh, directed by Tim Burton. He played the Penguin's dad in the beginning. Really? Yeah. Huh. I had not seen that movie in so long, dude. Mr. Cobblepot. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. And he would actually, fun, and, uh, fun fact is he uh, would then come back and play like the same character in the Gotham show. He played really? he played the penguin's dad. Fair enough. Which is so weird. Keep it alive. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean the music every, I love every song in this movie. There's not one song I'm like, eh, it's fine. Every song is great. And you know what's even better? When I turn the subtitles on and I can actually sing along because I am really bad with lyrics. Even if I hear a song a million times, I still can't remember all the lyrics. So it was great to see the lyrics and I could sing along to the songs and annoy my children. As I was yeah. as I was watching, because what uh, what's this is my favorite song from the movie, oh, yeah. but it's the most fast paced song from the movie. I agree. Um, I can't say that I like all the songs. OK, what song is your least favorite? I don't like poor Jack where he's singing in the cemetery at the end. Oh, I yeah, I, I guess I can agree. I don't I don't like talk singing and he does a lot of that. Yeah, I, just don't, I don't. If you're going to sing, sing. Don't like. Is it J- talk? 
It's not. No, Jack's Lament is the song he sings in the beginning. Yeah. Right. After yeah. the Halloween song. Yeah. I thought you weren't the biggest fan of Sally's song. Oh, and, and like, all right. When Amy Lee it's sings right. it, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. And if you don't know who Amy Lee is, she's the singer of Evanescence. And her rendition of that song is brilliant. But you know why I don't like. Yeah, she doesn't. He, she doesn't like Sally either. Just... I'm not a big fan of Sally. I don't like that they turned this into a love story. Yeah, I don't. That that's I think one of the issues I've always had with this movie is the fact that like you never really get anything from uh, Jack to Sally. Like, there's no you never censors any feelings from between Jack and Sally from Jack's perspective. But of course, you know throughout this entire movie, Sally is in love with Jack. And she's trying to prevent him from doing something bad because she knows like he's just he's not thinking straight. And she yeah. it's a, it's a one sided love. But then at the end, when he figures it all out, then they go to the top of the little mountain and kid like what the fuck? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, nope. he just automatically falls in love with her. I don't know. That was that I can agree. That is one of those plot points where I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense. It was it was like, oh, they're here. Oh, let's go here. Right. Like, it's not a. He knows that she's there because everybody knows everybody in town. Mm -hmm. But it's like an obsession with her, and he's just okay. You're, you know, you're Sally. Mm -hmm. I I love the mayor, uh, Glenn Shaddix. It's so weird that he is the voice like of the mayor. When I we you know we had recently watched uh, Beetlejuice back in October. They don't sound alike at all. The only time that no. you kind of get a hint of of him is when he's knocking at Jack's door trying to go over the plans for next year's Halloween and then he falls down the stairs and he yells. He's like, ah! It's not, and you're like, oh, okay, there it is. <laughs> but when he talks, it doesn't sound like him at all. I love... I love I, the mayor. The mayor's great. I love his little... His, his you know, his double-sided head, which is a, yes. a knock at uh, two-faced politicians. Which I just love it. Or there's like the happy go lucky, and then like the it's supposed to be like the evil side, but it's more of the scare. Every time he gets scared, he changes. It's great. Or mad. Or mad. Yep. I love it. The uh, Doctor Finkelstein. He <laughs> he's great too. I love when he takes off his he takes off the cap to his head to scratch his brain. It's a really cool effect. And of course, you get the little like cameo from Igor. You're like, oh okay, there's his assistant. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there. Master, the planes. Ah, so good, so good. All right, do we want to go over the plot now? We ready to go over the Probably. plot? All right. Oh, yeah. So of course, this movie opens to uh, a great song. It's called "This Is Halloween." And we get the we get the first shot of the scarecrow as it points to Halloween Town, and they sing their song that we can't legally sing on this show because yes. Disney might you know destroy us. You might never see Stupid us again. Disney. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I love the song is great, and I I love the fact when Jax shows up as the scarecrow and he sets himself on fire, jumps into the the fountain, and then rises up. Everything just fits perfect. The song is just it's just a great opening to to a movie. And it really gets you involved. And then, of course, after all this happens, 
you know, the mayor is very happy. He's always overexcited about everything. He's like, until next Halloween, we're, we're, we got to think about the next one. Got to keep thinking about the next one. And Jack is that guy who's been doing the same performance all the time and is bored. He walks away and he's, you know, the, the was it the musicians at the, the gate who say something yep. to yeah. him? The band. Yeah, he's like the same, you know, doing the same thing on the same day, you know. As he's like, you know, walking away. And that's where we get the second song, uh, Jack's Lament, which is is the one he sings in the cemetery as he's climbing the really cool hill that then that's like yeah. folded up and then it like unfolds itself so he can walk down the other side. Yes. Oh, what a great effect. Uh, listen, like we said, literally five seconds of a stop motion movie takes hours, literally mm-hmm. hours. It's unreal. We get we uh, I think after this goes, this is where Sal is Sally spying on him when he's singing the song in the cemetery. Yes. And he also calls. No. Yes. I don't. <laughs> so, wait, she she does, but she has already been taken back to the. Yeah, but that was when she goes when she power. She drugs him and she goes to the yeah cause... town hall. Or this is where she's picking the deadly nightshade. This, yes. So she is spying Yeah, on she's him. spying on Jack as he's singing. He's got Zero with him. I like how he taps his leg at Zero's grave and Zero comes out. And another it's a, another great song, um, all done by Danny Elfman. And we go to the tower or the, 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 the laboratory of Dr. Finkelstein. Yes. And he is... Or uh, Sally is is creating a concoction in a cauldron. She's got uh, the deadly was it the deadly nightshade? She's got the frog's breath to hide the the smell of poison or whatever it was. Or frog's breath. Yes, and then she like almost passes out from that. Yeah, <laughs> and then she brings it to That's him. Funny, because she doesn't need to breathe. Yeah, at all. <laughs> oh, that was I thought that was later. She does that. She makes the soup. With the nightshade and the frogs, but that's way later. That's know. way later. Is, yeah, because this is where Finkelstein, she escapes. Oh yeah, because Finkelstein right finds here. her. Like, oh yeah, because it then shows Jack wandering into the woods, and that's when he discovers the trees with all of the different mm-hmm. holidays on yeah. them. We have the Easter, we have the Easter egg, we have the turkey, we have the four leaf clover. Am I missing one? Other turkey, than the Christmas, the I said the turkey. I said turkey, oh, yeah, she, Easter, uh, St. Patrick's Day, and then Christmas. Yeah. I think there might have been another one, but I can't remember. And that's the one that catches his eye, the Christmas one. And yes. is this? It, it, and I think it cuts back to the mayor trying to to, yes. to get hold of Jack, and he's yes. talking about he's like Jack is in home. He hasn't been home all night. <laughs> I love those guys as he's roll. He wrapped her. He rolls down the stairs. He got the the creepy guy. Jack hasn't been home all night. Oh, I love it because he's like Jack. I'm only an elected official. I can't make decisions by myself. I love him. I love him. So great. So then, yeah. So then, the Christmas tree door catches Jack's eye, and he opens it. And you see some you see some wintery things going on in there, and he turns to zero like I don't know. And that's when the wind catches him and sucks him into the door, and you never see Jack again. The movie's over. 
Have a good night, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he falls into uh, a, pot, a a thing of snow, and when he pops out, that's when we start. This when we get my favorite song of the movie. What's this? And he's literally going around singing about all the different things that are going on. What is going on in this town? We got little elves uh, creating presents, and he thinks they're children, <laughs> yes. which is funny. And yeah, they're they're making toys and you know doing a bunch of things. And he's I love the uh, my favorite part of the whole thing is when he's in the snowman, and the train goes by and he's hopping and like all yeah. three of the pieces of the snowman are like coming yeah. apart like yeah. a. I'm upstairs. Like an accordion. Yeah, that's a good shot. And the last shot of everything is him trying to figure out where he's at, and then he crashes into the sign and you know Christmas Town, and then you see the I love. You don't actually see Santa. Like when he opens the door, you don't actually see him. You just see a shadow. And I love that animation of the shadow of Santa on the snow. Yeah. Because that's like the only little, that's like the only bit of animation they put in this film or all the shadow work. Because like yeah. in the beginning when they're doing the, this is Halloween song, you get the shadow in the moon, which is Oogie Boogie. Yeah. Which for the longest time, people did not know that. <laughs> people thought it was dead but like for those like it looks like oogie boogie what do you mean yeah, yeah it's pretty cut and yeah. dry dude yeah like in that opening you see almost everybody mm-hmm. except for the kids yep yeah hoopla yeah hoopla hoopla so yeah so jack is excited as everybody like the mayor we get cut back to halloween town the mayor is freaking <laughs> out he's like what well, you know there's only 365 days left till next Halloween, and the other one of them's like 364. Yes, it's the the Wolfman. Yep. And he's he's like, we gotta sound the alarm, and it's just like a cat alarm that he's got in the front of his yeah. car. <laughs> it's so good, and that's when Jack shows up. Well, he could hear Zero. He's barking, and Jack comes out riding like a little snowmobile with a bunch of presents in the back and he tells the mayor to call a meeting yeah because this is where sally slips the deadly nightshade in the soup so she right that's where she makes her 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 soup to feed dr finkelstein so that she can go to knock his ass out and go to the town meeting because she can't leave Mm-hmm. She, used, I like her little trick of knocking the spoon to the floor, and she takes the spoon that's got the holes in it to look like she's yep. eating it because he smells the frog's breath. So he's like, "I won't eat it until you try it." It's frog's breath, and so the, what's it? Like frog's frog's breath. breath, and he puts something up. She puts in those after the frog's breath. Frog's breath and worms. worms no, it was, it was worms. Like nothing worse. Yeah. yeah. Nothing more suspicious than frog's breath and worm's wart. No, no, yeah. he was excited about the worm's wart, but then he smelled the frog's breath, and that's when he got suspicious and told Sally to try it before he did. Yeah. And she does the little trick with the spoon, and then he just guzzles it down after she's done. And then the next, it shows her covering him with a blanket. <laughs> yeah. She goes, she goes to the meeting, and that's when Jack has his. That's when we get our third song in the movie can't remember what the name of this song is. I just put it down as a town meeting song. I don't I think that's what it's called. It might, I think it's just called town meeting. And yeah, it's just Jack going over all of the the things that he found over at Christmas Town. 
and the and we found and there's a man who runs it all. His name is Sandy Claus. Sandy Claus. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. I love it. Like, have claws at all. Yeah. And so pretty much he's like, you know, we'll, we, we want to spice up Halloween Town. We do the same thing every single year. So why don't we turn this place? Why don't we do Christmas too? We're going to have our own Christmas. And everybody's like, yay. And Sally's like, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. She, as much as like the whole love story thing is just doesn't make any sense. I do like Sally in the way that she is the one who kind of helps get the story to finish like she like i don't like i mean in the end though jack figures it out himself because he's an idiot and he almost dies even though he's already dead i don't know how that all works double dead yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh oh, oh, man i should put the clip in for beetlejuice for that guy he's like what's that room what's the room the dead the the room of the lost souls yeah where the dead die Well, there was like there was like fan theories of of uh, Sally that she was. I know she's a doll that Finkelstein makes, whatever. Yeah. But that she was a witch and was dismembered for being a witch. So because she can use, you know, herbs and everything uh... and has premonitions or whatever. And she was dismembered as punishment. Very interesting. Uh, there's, there, you spot the like little cameos from, um, like certain things from other Tim Burton movies. There is a, there's like a, a, a couple toys during the, uh, making Christmas song and it's, uh, it's a, a duck and another thing. Ball? Yeah. And it's from Batman Returns. Oh yeah. And, and then the snake from the, uh, sand snake from, or sandworm from Beetlejuice makes an appearance. Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think the only thing they changed, they changed the color of the sandworm because the sandworm, yeah, of course, in the original was. Life. Yeah. So, yeah. So they um, so, you know, Jack is talking about Christmas. You know, this is this is the great thing. Let's do this. Yay. We're on board. And as he's going over, telling everybody what they're going to be doing to make this happen, we meet our three little deviants, Lock, Shock and Barrel. Which is yeah. a play on lock, stock, and barrel. <laughs> and boy, they're, I love these characters. And I love that they're wearing masks that are identical to their actual faces. Exactly. <laughs> it's so great. They literally take off their masks and it's their face, their faces are exactly the same. So good. And you I forgot, love. You forgot the song. There's another song. What's the other song? It's where he goes and he. Get, uh, he goes to Dr. Finkelstein and needs to borrow equipment from him and he's doing all the experiments. No, 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 that's... And I, no, I thought that was after. I thought that this was right after the town hall meeting where he goes over all the things that he wants all the people to do. Nice. Because the, the that's what he tells... The first town hall meeting where he explains everybody what he, what he found there. Then he, he does oh, so he doesn't hire... He does, oh, my God. He, he hires them after because um, Sally falls out of the window... And sews herself up and she's like made a drink for him and she like sends it up to him. Oh, yes. And he disappears. But they sing the something's up with Jack because he hasn't left. In, right. And he's up there like, cont- like do it. He's like writing like formulas on his board, like candy canes mm-hmm. plus this equals this. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And he's like doing like he, weird experiments. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then he goes to Dr. Finkelstein to have him make reindeer. Yes, and then that's when he hires and, Lock, Shock, and Barrel, right? To kidnap yeah. Sandy Claus. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, and I don't want you to get o- that oogie boogie involved in this. And they're like, of course, Jack. But then they have their fingers crossed behind their back. Just so good. And then they sing the kidnapped Sandy Claus. Kidnapped Oh, God. I love that song. <laughs> Copyright strike. Boom. Have you, ever, have, you ever, have you ever heard Korn's version of that song? It's so yes, good. I love it. I love it. Love it. So, yeah. So they're singing. Well, their, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, because we're talking about covers. Um, because we were shitting on him the last movie we covered, and I didn't specify this, but I actually like is it Fallout Boys cover of what's this? Oh Fallout Boy Panic what? Fallout Boy does them or which one who, who does the what that because Panic at the Disco does one and somebody else does the other so one. So my least Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy, Boy did what's this? One. Yes, they did a cover of it. I like Fall Out Boy, particularly older Fall Out Boy. I I just didn't like their version of Ghostbusters. I only only remember the Flyleaf version of What's This, and I hate Flyleaf. They're a terrible band. There's a Fall Out Boy. I've booed them at at a concert, and I don't feel bad about it. (laughs) You just make it to them, dude. They're bad. They're so bad. (laughs) Sorry. Which one does Panic at the Disco do, then? Oh, shoot. They do one, too. Um... They did songs. They do this. This is Halloween. Okay, that's what it is. But if I'm going to listen to this Halloween, it's not the original one. I'm going to listen to the Marilyn Manson cover. Yeah. I'd have the... I have the um, soundtrack. The... It's called like Reimagined. The Remastered one. Nightmare Revisited. Or whatever. Revisited. Yeah. Yeah. I have that one somewhere in the house. Yeah. So yeah, so we get the um, kidnap the Sandy Claws as they're going to their yes. lair, which is so good. I love all the Red Lobster Man. Yes, <laughs> and that's I love it. Like they're mess. They got the they throw the bugs in the in the cage, and he throws it down. Oogie boogie and oogie. You don't see, um, you just see his shadow going around the room, and it takes the bug and then throws the cage back upstairs. They hop into the the tub that walks around. It's got human feet. What a great! I was kind of hoping that would have been in my. I do have the bug that they give. I have the bug. <laughs> the attention to detail. Got to include the yes. bug. Got to include that poor bug. I tattoo art. That's awesome. <laughs> got to show an R. I got to put an R.I.P. like in small small letters over the bug. <laughs> <laughs> poor <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> so yeah, so they go off and do their thing, and. That's when Jack kind of has the, or no, Jack already has the aha, which got him into this whole thing. So they're doing, um, everybody's kind of working together to get Christmas made. And is that when we're getting, do we get the making Christmas song yet? That's after they bring Santa Claus back. No, well, at first they bring the Easter bunny. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where he (laughs) asked Sally to make him a Santa outfit. Yes. Because he has already had the vision about Christmas being a disaster. Yes. What the hell does he tell the Easter Bunny? <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry for the misunderstanding, sir, or something like that. He's like, the stuff in the bag. Like, take him home. First. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Look how polite he tries to be about kidnapping somebody. Yeah. <laughs> he knows the wrong person. It's just... Yep. He kidnapped the wrong guy. which door did you open (laughs) we get 
yeah, so we get the the awesome song, or we get so then we we then get them having the conversation about making his um, Christmas outfit, Mister Finkelstein making or Doctor Finkelstein making the reindeer, which is great, and then later on we get them bringing actually bringing Santa Claus, but at first it was them knocking on Santa's door and saying trick or treat, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then throwing the bag over him. <laughs> Well, I love it. At first, it's when Santa Claus is in his house and he's talking to Mrs. Claus and he's talking about like all the the kids being naughty or nice. And he's like, nice, nice. Yeah. And then there's like one naughty and he's like, hey, there's, there's like barely any naughties this year. <laughs> oh. So yeah, they kidnap Santa, Sandy Claus and they bring him back to Jack. And that's, you know, Jack's being as polite as he possibly can. He's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. And I just, you know, want to give you a, a break, you know, give you the day off. And he's like, day off? What do you mean? This is the one day I actually work. <laughs> I have a day off. It's 364 days. <laughs> oh. so they, they do making Christmas before they bring back Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Okay. That's what I thought. It was because that was when um, it was right after the the Easter bunny mm-hmm. when yeah. that all happens. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Dr. Finkelstein starts making another. Yes. Sally. He's like, yeah. You know, cause he's so annoyed with yeah. Sally. That wretched girl. Yeah. She yeah. keeps, she keeps drugging him and escaping. Like how many times have you been <laughs> drugged by this? <laughs> it's happened a lot. I love when she throws herself out the window and falls apart and she's just full of leaves. Yeah. yeah. She so, just sews herself yeah, up like nothing. Yeah. I love that there's somebody there too. Just watches it all happen. Or is like, nah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this like is nobody normal. Cares. This is it's normal. Her cat though, like it's her. She, she's pictured a lot with a cat. So I don't know if it's like her cat or if it's just a cat. A cat that's there. Hmm. I don't know. Very interesting. But I like the making Christmas montage because it's back and forth between them in Halloween Town making presents in, in, in Christmas town. the elves making presents yeah. and like all theirs are dark and uh, that's where you get the the duck yeah. the vampires are making the duck with yeah, the blows yeah and, the, and like the fangs yeah. I love where yeah. the, the thing is taught uh, one of the characters is making a hat and it's made out of a rat and he's like why don't you make it out of a bat yeah <laughs> exactly right? said. oh man this movie so good so timeless it's great we get so yeah so they you know jack has sandy claus so that means he is the new sandy claus for this year gets all dressed up and we get i love we still get the the montage of um, them getting the santa sleigh all nice and shiny and then it's jack's sleigh is literally like a it's got some tracks on it and then it's got a coffin yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's attached to the three deer. Uh, a fun fact about the de- about the the deer that Doctor Finkelstein makes. So the only so the reason why they he only makes three is because the picture that Jack shows him about making them only has three deer on it. That's why he only makes three compared to the what eight that Santa has. Eight, yeah, or nine, or nine if story. you have Rudolph. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, or, no, that's, or that's, ten that's, if you got yeah. Robbie. You know, Santa, or Rudolph's uh, son. There, do you remember Robbie the reindeer? No, I don't. You know, Robbie you've never Robbie. seen Robbie the Reindeer. You need to watch Robbie oh, the Reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about Rudolph and Robbie next week. <laughs> a classic and a what the fuck. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, so they do that. And 
Jack is ready to go. And we get the thing where Sally is like getting the doing the final touches on Jack and she's like, it just doesn't look like you anymore. And he snaps the picture in half because he's accepting this is his new life. This is who he is now. He isn't the pumpkin king anymore. I'm the new Sandy Claus. And this is where the uh, Jack realizes what he's missing because he's like, I'm still missing something. And he takes Santa's hat. and He's like, oh, now I'm done. Yeah, it's I'm good. Yep, and he tells and he sends um, Sandy off with Lock, Shock, and Barrel back and throws him down into Oogie Boogie's lair. And I love how they have to like really shove him in there because he's a big man. Yeah, <laughs> he can fit down the chimney. He can fit down this. Yeah. yeah, I love how the pipe just like expands as he's going down. What a, yeah. it's a great effect. But this is where we get Oogie's song. Um, which is great because it's literally Sandy. It's really Santa trying to, you know, tell him like, this is, you know, this is going to be, there's going to be repercussions for this. And he's like, are you kidding me? You must be joking. Kid Page is shining a moment and only he can sing this song correctly. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. It's a great song. Very, (sighs) very good song. Jack takes off and we get the, you know, the great montage of him delivering the gifts and then the kids waking up to open the gifts <laughs> and they're all getting attacked and chased by the gifts. I like I like my favorite one that I always remember is the kid that pulls the uh, severed head out of the box. <laughs> yeah, the, the parents are like, what have you got there? It's the shrunken head from Beetlejuice. He pulls out yeah, of the box. Exactly. But Sally tries to foil his plans by putting the, the fog, frog, the, the frog in the no, I think it was just fo- it was just like a fog oh, like, potion right. or yeah. something. No, she, put, she put stuff in the fountain. Yeah, and he's it, like, and he's oh. like, oh, I can't do it. But then, of course, we get the the Rudolph ripoff with, you know, Zero's nose glows, and he's like, oh, Zero, you can do it. You lead the way, and yeah, yeah. And then Sally sings her song. Yes, and we get Sally's song. She just Catherine O'Hara just sings it so well. Yes, she does. She's fantastic. But yes, she needs to keep track of her children. That's right. That's right. Come on! I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) Oh, man. She's in a commercial. I don't know if I talked to you about this. She's in a commercial for, like, Capital One, where she is in, like, a Macy's, and she's, like, looking around. She's like, Kevin! And then it's Kevin Hart comes out of nowhere, and he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And they they talk to each other for a little bit, and then he's like, you really need to stop losing your children. (laughs) She's like 70 years old. Tim's in a commercial? Huh? I said Tim's in a commercial. Kevin Hart? Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I've never understood this joke. (laughs) I've never understood understood this inside joke. It was so we were playing a game, and uh, it was who would you want to play you in a movie? And Tim says Kevin Hart, Mm. and it's just been like the ongoing thing ever since because he's like, We look exactly alike. (laughs) Oh boy, since we're talking about Kevin Hart, I I just want to throw it out there. I recommend a show on Netflix called True Story, it's got Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. Uh, I recommend it. Two thumbs up. Okay. So if you have Netflix, check it out. Like Back to Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, yeah. So it's the just a giant montage of 
children being terrified by the gifts that are being delivered. And that's when the freaking like national guard gets called in and starts shooting like anti-aircraft missiles. At yes. Yes. It's so dramatic, yeah. but it's so great as he's like, hey, everybody you're welcome. But there's a yes. like, they, like he's one of the like, reindeer, I think gets shot out of the air. Yes. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> at first, well, at first, it doesn't hit anybody, and he's like, "Oh, they're celebrating." Yeah, and, and then, then it the hits next the one slip. hits, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, they're shooting at yeah. us." So he gets knocked out of the sky, and I loved this is one of my favorite shots. Just the the, the shot of Jack draped over the tombstone, like it was like the arms. I think he's like laying in the arms of a statue, but it's perfectly shot as his like costume is all in shambles. And he comes down. And he sing. I think he sings one of the same. He sings the song you don't like, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's poor Jack. Yeah, just because there's just a lot of talking, and it like there's no. He sings a couple of lines. Yeah. So he. It gets better at the end, but the first part I was like, I can yeah. do without it. So he decides, like, okay, I need to fix this. So I need to go get Sandy Claus back. He, he runs into Lock, Shock, and Barrel, and he asks where he is, and he said, oh, he's with Boogie. And he's like, he's with Boogie? So he has to go save him, because he knows Boogie's a bad dude. So supposedly, in theory, he's in exile, right? Boogie Boogie? I guess. He's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's one of those things where it's like it's never really explained, like, why? Like, like this is literally Halloween town. Like, this is full of yeah. scary creatures. Like, what did Oogie Boogie do? to be in exile or whatever i don't know well it's all it's very confusing if you if you, if you go by the song this, uh, this halloween they sing one of the lines is it's our job but we're not mean in this town of halloween so like maybe it's just like obviously they like to scare people but not maliciously right but maybe they're not out to hurt anybody but yeah obviously but he is well, yeah I mean, it's entirely his, different his wheel. i mean he yeah. plays to kill yeah right so his Sally sneaks in and gets trapped. Yep. With her, her leg. Yep. Where he she he tries to seduce him with her leg, which is great. I love it. And Jack comes in to save the day. He does a little showdown with uh, Oogie, which is a cool little little back and forth as they're like dodging stuff. And he's you know Jack is you know avoiding all of Oogie's traps. And then he notices that Oogie's got a little bit of something hanging from his little, you know, sack. And he ends up getting caught on one of the, like, it's like a spindle thing that, like, spins around and it unwraps Oogie. And you find out Oogie Boogie's full of bugs. And he falls into this fan and just, just kills all the bugs. It's kind of like, it's kind of very reminiscent to the death of the Wicked Witch of the West. Or instead of him melt or instead of melting, he's just his bugs are just mm-hmm. falling down into this fan and getting destroyed. It's great. And Jack apologizes to Santa for everything that he did. Santa's like, yeah, you're dumb. Don't do this again, idiot. Let people yeah. who do this, you know, professionally take care of it. Okay. He's like, I'm sorry. And so he you goes listen to her in the first place. Yes. This is where, yeah, this is where you get the really weird flip for Jack where he kind of notices that Sally has been there for him the whole time. Right. Has been trying to right. help him, and then he just falls in love with her. 
Santa goes around and fixes all the the mess. I like how we get the montage where he goes around and takes all the bad toys and gives them good toys. All the kids are happy again. Yay! And we get the final narration as after Jack and Sally sing and go to the top of the hill and kiss. Simply meant to be. Yep. And there's snow in Halloween Town. Yes. You get snow in the cemetery, which is great. What's this? Yes. And that is it. That is the nightmare before Christmas. Yay. Yay. We finally you know talked we about do? it. Nobody asked. We didn't do that if we asked or what we thought of the movie. I mean. You can, you can still. I want to know what your favorite song and who your favorite character is. Yeah. Come on, Dan. You all know mine is. The character's hard because there's a lot of characters I like, but it's uh, What's This is my favorite song. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, I, I don't really think I have a favorite character. Like, I just, I enjoy a lot of the different characters. I could just be like that that default person and just say Jack because he's like the main character in the movie. Everybody likes Jack. But like, but there's a lot of characters I do like, so I can't, that's why I don't pick. But yeah, that's good stuff. I don't like, I like Jack. I like Jack, but I don't like Jack. Like, I don't like Jack because I think he's dumb. Like, he, yeah, he, he's an idiot. He's, oh, he's, he's, up his own, he's, up, he's up his own ass. Yeah. Uh, the mayor is probably it's between the mayor and probably lock shock and barrel. I love those three characters. Um, they're creepy and they're conniving. Yep. They're children. And <laughs> it's like the perfect, you know, creation. Like it was literally like, yeah, let's make, you know, children like realistic children, but with a little bit of a darker side. They're the three best trick or treaters. Mm hmm. And of course the mayor, because his, I just, I love Glenn Shaddix. I thought he was fantastic. I just love his, his quips. Yes. So good. Quips. Quips. And then of course, what's this is my favorite song, as I stated before. So good. It is so good. Oh, this is good. I still like Oogie Boogie's song. Yes. That's a great song too. Oogie Boogie's my favorite. With a close second, the mayor. Mm -hmm. He's going to be on my, my, my next tattoo. What, Oogie? Oogie's going to get finished. Oh, yeah. He's okay, not you already yet. had Oogie. Yep. But then the mayor's going to go up here. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Void. So, back in 2001, uh, Disney actually uh, proposed a sequel. But instead of doing stop motion, they uh, requested it just be straight up animation. And Tim Burton said um, he pretty much talked Disney out of it. Because I guess even though he wasn't very much involved, he was still very protective of this movie. So he did. He pretty much was like, no, this is just not going to be a good idea. Instead, we got a 2004 video game called uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas Oogie's Revenge, which was literally served as the sequel to this film. I heard it was terrible. I never played it. I've actually heard different. I heard it was all right. Uh, I, I, it doesn't mean what I heard it was correct. I just I've heard it's okay. So. In February 2019, it was reported that a new Nightmare Before Christmas film was in the works with Disney considering either a stop-motion sequel or live-action remake. I don't know how you do a live-action movie with this. In October 20... Ryan Ping! It's all... Oh, please, please, God, no. Please, God, leave, leave good things alone. In October 2019, Chris Sarandon expressed interest on reprising his role as Jack Skellington if a sequel ever materialized. And then early this year, it was announced by Disney Publishing that a sequel was given... To was being given to the 93 film in form of a young adult novel. And it will be written by Shay Earnshaw and features Sally as the main character and be told through her point of view with events taking place after the film. 
Okay. Good. Leave it that way. Don't make another movie. Just leave it. I leave I, it, leave I it do. Me. I I think that's like the best route with movies like this. If you do like comic series or um a not like a little like a novel or something like that, I feel like that's fine because there's so much you could do with that. Film, it's just different, especially with how long it's been. It's been, I mean, ninety three. We're we're closing into thirty years since this movie's been yep. out. So it's just leave it alone. Just let this was a perfect. I, to me, this movie is, has a a perfect beginning, perfect middle, perfect end. That is it. We don't need more. I don't feel like like what are you gonna do? You're gonna have Jack explore other holidays. Like I feel like this whole movie was that he. Thanksgiving. It's stupid though. Like why would you do that? Because Jack, the whole point of this movie is that Jack discovers Christmas Town, fucks up, and then learns his lesson. So why would he then go do the same thing over again? Like, it's just this. That would be dumb. Very yeah, I- dumb. So just leave it alone. They don't need to eat, so... Exactly. They're all dead. Who cares? Exactly. I like the fact that we're getting... I mean, (laughs) uh, you know, Henry Selleck, I love how this type of filmmaking is still being done. I love stop motion. Um, Yes. If you... I mean, uh, one that Tim Burton actually directed, which is actually pretty good, is Corpse Bride. That's a really good stop motion movie. Like we were saying before, Coraline, (laughs) James and the Giant Peach... And then, of course, the movie coming out next year. So, yeah, so that's it. We're um, next week. We're going to be talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1960 something or or I I was going to say 64. Damn, I should have stuck to my guns. Uh, It is the please help me with the production company. Was it a bass something? Rankin Rankin Bass. Boy, oh boy, this is going to be an interesting episode. I've seen Rudolph oh. Rundle's Reindeer a lot, but it's also a like f- 45 minute movie. So will yeah. our episode be longer than the movie itself? Because actually, probably we're getting close. We're almost to the runtime of a night of the Nightmare Before Christmas for this episode. I mean, with editing, it'll be shorter, but will our Rudolph episode be shorter than the actual movie? We'll, we'll We'll do it. Let's I honestly was thinking that this one was going to be short. I mean, there's going to be some cutting I'm going to have to do with some of the... It'll like, an hour yeah, it'll be close to an hour, probably. Or oh, a little over an hour. It'll be a good one, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. This one, was, uh, this one was fun. It was fun to finally talk about this, um, even though I was, I felt like I was way ill-prepared, even though I've seen this movie a fuck ton of times. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even get to finish the movie today because I was like, shit, uh, we got to start recording soon. And I still have like 35 minutes of this movie. So, fuck it. I've seen this movie before. So I just left it. I was like, Angela will be here with all of her notes and all of her like she's a, a the nightmare before Christmas expert. So I felt I was OK with not being as prepared as I usually am. I'm sure somebody will tell me I got something wrong. Yeah, probably. That's what they're there for. We've had a lot of positive comments on um, our last couple videos. Not a lot of comments, but we get some comments, and they're all positive, and I appreciate that. I've seen a few that made me feel really good. You guys should kick us on our toes. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of the comment section. You know, I love, love, uh, you know, what is it? Corrective criticism? Is that what they call it? Constructive 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 criticism. criticism. That's what I meant to say. don't be a bully. Exactly. You know? Just be polite, dude. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple of those. When he used to do movie reviews, we've had a couple, or figure box openings. We had a couple that I had to fight on. Oh, yeah. I remember those. Gotta love those. Yeah, none of those, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, boy, no. Yeah, don't, don't. None of those, please. 
Uh, so That'll you, definitely get. Yeah. So next week, yes, we're talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, which is Dan's pick for the month of December. Um, also, on Tuesday, next Wednesday, we'll, we'll have episode six of Dexter New Blood review up. Um, hopefully you enjoyed episode five of our review of Dexter New Blood because that was a lot of fun and the show is just fucking great. And also, make sure to tell us like what movie series you'd like to see us review. Um, you know, we're always coming up with it. You know, if you guys throw some ideas in the comments, um, we do have ideas of what we want to do starting in the new year. But if anybody at all, any of our fans want to come in and tell us a, a series that maybe we didn't think of or something that you're a fan of, let us know. Also, um, we're only we've only done one show on our slice of TV um, show covering Dexter. If you wanted us to cover another TV show, let us know too. Um, also, like I stated before, I'm working. I'm going to be starting to work on a Patreon that we. I'm hoping we can get up by the first of the year, so we can do some other shows or have some exclusive content for um, for people who you know become patrons yeah a lot of stuff in the works but i had a lot of fun talking about the nightmare before christmas i want to thank dna gaming for always being here thank you thank you thank you thank you make sure to like comment and subscribe on the video make sure to hit that sub i just said that but make sure to hit that because we're almost 200 subs and we can get our url which is going to be great i think right now as of this recording we're at like 71 so not too much left we've been we've been cooking i like it so, already keep watching Jurassic Park three. Yeah, keep watching the <laughs> Jurassic Park three video. We're almost to five thousand views on that video. Okay. <laughs> All right. Till next time. I am Brett Parker. That is DNA Gaming. This is Dissect That Film, and this has been the Dissect That Film podcast. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>